everyone. My name is Cody. And my name is Elaine. And you're listening to The Reckless Pursuit. Elaine, what are we talking about today? I feel like I picked the topic two weeks in a row now, but we are talking... I picked it two weeks in a row. Okay. Okay, so (laughs) it's your turn. You're making up for lost time. We are talking about things that bring us joy and how it's not selfish to pursue the gifts and passions and interests that God has instilled in us. So I actually want to open this one up even though this is your topic, and mostly I'm opening it up with a piece of news. I want to talk a little bit about how the Reckless Pursuit is going to look moving forward. If you are a longtime listener, you've probably noticed we've changed around some intro stuff. We've shortened the intros a little bit. No more double introductions. Uh, Some of our episodes have been a bit shorter. We've done a lot of hiking episodes, more Elaine and I being introspective and sharing what's on our hearts. And I want to kind of talk about that a little bit because Elaine and I have a lot going on. Uh, good things, yes. mind you. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Uh, I have all of my music stuff, which keeps me moving constantly. Uh, Elaine is starting a uh, fashion consulting brand, and like, kind of, it's very interesting. And you're welcome to share more. But basically, it's helping women and maybe men depends on how it works with me. But helping women to feel confident in themselves and to connect with who they are on a spiritual and psychological level. With their fashion. So it's like using fashion as a tool. It's not just the vanity Focusing aspect. on the look good, feel good mentality of like whenever you um, have your favorite pieces on or whenever you have like that style, whenever you tap into your own individual creative style, you feel good. And just really honing in on how do you feel when you have your favorite sweatshirt on? Or how do you feel when you put on that bold lipstick, I guess for men too? Um, how, how do you feel in that? And that's the main factor of fashion is spiritual and it's a spiritual experience. So that's kind of what I'm, my edge is leaning into that. Yeah. And then of course, uh, there. so we have both of those projects going and we have, in addition to that, our main business with podcast production. That's what we do for a living. And then we have The Reckless Pursuit, and then what else do we have? We have Sometimes, possibly the ballpark yeah, if it comes back ballpark. this year. Like we just we have a ton of things going on all the time. I say that to say this is how we always are. This is how we operate. This is the way we roll. Uh, and we've been discussing what the reckless pursuit looks like moving forward. And it's not going anywhere. Nothing's changing necessarily. But the reckless pursuit, we're going to start doing these shorter, fifteen minute conversation episodes instead of our longer if you know when we first started things were an hour or longer we're really consolidating down to get the the gist of whatever it is we are talking about that week shared and then when we have guests which will be fewer and farther between uh we are going to let those be around 30 minutes and so mostly we are just shortening down what we talk about getting to the point a little bit faster and more concise to not waste your time to not feel as if we have to fill the void with more information. There's so much information out there. There's so many great podcasts for people who have been through deconstruction, who are on the other side of church, et cetera, et cetera. So we're really just doing this to share our perspective. And for those of you who don't know, like we've never made a dime off of our show. Like we don't charge, we don't ask for money. We don't do anything over here for money. It's just a heart project. And we do it because we've been there and we love this community, but also because it's a great opportunity for Elaine and I to sit and have church with you, but this is church for us. Well, in the past few episodes, really like the past month, month and a half, they've been recorded on Sunday mornings. Yeah. 
Oh, well, that's kind of our time now mm-hmm. is recording on Sunday mornings. So all that to say, I wanted to kind of share that because you brought that topic to my mind. And I was like, well, what better time to talk about what you and I have been discussing anyway, since we have so many passion projects. But I'm going to go ahead and open it up to you and let you just kind of push into what you had on your heart. And then I'll take it from there and do my usual babbling. Yeah. So we basically kind of talk, or you shared like our passion projects, yours with music, mine with fashion, and not really getting into the business side of that or whatever, but passion, passion, fashion. Fashion is passion. Yes. Fashion has always been a huge interest in my life. I remember like dating back to when I was like in elementary school, putting on fashion shows for my dad. My mom was in on it. And I remember like in high school, I picked out every single outfit, like I wrote it down in a journal and picked out every single outfit that I was going to wear for an entire semester and mixed around pieces. And then later on, whenever I had my first few jobs, I worked in boutiques and put together outfits. And even one of my titles was actually a fashion consultant. It sounded better than just a worker, I guess, a retail worker. Yeah. And so like the specific boutique that I worked at, they gave us titles and I was a fashion consultant. I even modeled some of the outfits and I just really loved putting different creative, unique spins on style and recognizing that style is ever changing and that there's no quote right or wrong way to have style. It's your own unique voice within the clothes that you wear. And that's always been something that's literally always been as long as I can remember something that has followed me in my life and something that I've always poured my heart into. And I remember whenever I first started blogging nearly 10 years ago, and I was just sharing my heart and my thoughts with the world. And then I started kind of getting in whenever Instagram kind of became a thing. It was just so weird to think that I've been blogging since before Instagram was the thing. But whenever it came out, I kind of started sharing like my outfits and everything and literally just sharing my style. I wasn't giving advice. I wasn't doing anything like that. I I just was literally saying like one day, like I had my leather jacket and combat boots. The next day I had a flowy skirt. Like because my style, I have certain clothes that I like, but my style, like I said, is ever changing. Like it's constant, literally depending on my mood and which is kind of what I said a little while ago about how does that make you feel? Like what emotion is attached to this? And leaning with that, I kind of put that to the side because then like my writing style, my writing voice, my podcast, all of this stuff, business, I kind of put it to the side because my first thought was nobody really cares about like what my style is or whatever. And I never wanted to come across as vain or like all I cared about was clothes because that's not it at all. And I kind of put it to the side. And recently, you all, if, if you've been listening to the show for any length amount of time, then you've probably heard uh, f- several episodes back whenever I revamped my podcast, gave it a new, a whole new brand, like a whole name, new name, brand, yeah. look, all of that stuff. But I still felt like something was missing. My goal is to empower women and to make women feel confident and and brave and and bold and reckless. <laughs> Just kidding. But maybe a little bit. But my intention with that podcast, with the new ide- identity, was to empower women. But I still felt like something was missing. And then for whatever reason, within the past couple of weeks, I've had a couple people asking me for advice telling me that they love my style, asking me how I do my eyeliner, which 
I've been doing winged eyeliner for years and people in the past have asked me how to do that. And I kind of just was thinking of like, what if this is it? What if I picked back up my passion? What if I picked back up my interest? And then so I was kind of telling you, I was like, I don't know why, but all Monday morning, that's all I thought about was style and fashion and what can I do with this? And then you said you had even been thinking a little bit about what that looked like for me as well. And then I later on, I was having a conversation with you and I was like, yeah, I just, I don't know why, but I really want to pick back up style. And you were asking me like, well, how old were you whenever you picked back up your music, whenever you started pursuing your music? And it was the same age I am now. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, dang, okay, that's a God moment. <laughs> okay. And so like kind of tying this back in with what we're saying. So on my account, music to me is, is the equivalent, right? And, and it was, uh, it's one of those things where I always thought because I was in church that if I wasn't using my music for God, then my music was in vain. Right. Uh, I, I always thought that I had to be singing worship music and all this. And I was like, I actually remember I had a gentleman that I was in a worship band with who was like, yeah, whenever I decided to do music, I told God that like, I would only ever do music for God. And come to find out later, that's not necessarily true. And he was also in it for the money. But uh, and by the way, if you're listening to this, it's not you. <laughs> he was only uh, he was with us for like a few months or whatever, and then was like gone, flighty. So, and I haven't seen or heard from him since. <laughs> so, I actually keep in contact with a lot of my band members off and on, and they were all great. But this one in particular, he was there just because he was trying to get paid, and. It was, it was interesting, but yeah, that was his word to me. And I, and that like hung in my brain, right? Like, oh, you have to do it for the Lord. And I was like, yeah. And now I'm on the other side and I laid down music for quite a while and then I picked it back up and now I write instrumental music. And I was like, I felt really guilty because I'm like, this is selfish. I'm doing this for me. And then I hear stories of how much it's like help people change their life. They use it for studying. I wrote music for anxiety and they're like, wow, this so relates to me, et cetera. It's like, I get messages constantly about how, positive this music has helped them and i realized like wait following your passion following what you're created to do following that inner desire will inevitably pour out the love of christ and it's not everyone's job everyone who is a follower of christ's job to declare christ verbally i think there's a time and place for that but i was gonna say that's why like not everyone is called to be a pastor right and i just realized i'm like man if anything, those tiny points and touches along the way are even more crucial than so many of the other more broad, uh, I guess, or more uh, flamboyant proclamations mm-hmm. of the word. Well, and I was going to say for me, like the times where somebody was like specifically using God and scripture, most of the time didn't really like stir like this huge like God moment in me. But it's always in the in-betweens when you don't have to say the word God is the biggest God moments for me. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you can tell someone you love them, but whenever they experience your love firsthand, it always has this more deep, like I can say, hey, babe, I love you. And that's sweet. And there's nothing wrong inevitably with that. But whenever I show you love by pre or like going and grabbing your coffee mug randomly and heating your coffee because you let it sit there and get cold. I love you. It's just a thing you do. You know, you do. Uh, but you don't drink your coffee fast enough. So I grab your mug, I go and take it and heat it up and bring it back to you. That shows you my love for you. It's Mm -hmm. simple. It's a basic little thing, 
But in reality, it does. Like, I feel like, you know, I love you more in those moments than just audibly saying a few words. And I believe in the power of words and all that, too. It's just there's there. It takes all different kinds. And I think that we have a heavy weight um, improper weight distribution toward thinking that ministry is something that in reality ministry isn't. And I actually had a friend the other day that I was kind of talking. It was right before I kind of had the revelation of like the fashion stuff, but I was kind of having like a pre-conversation with her and she had posted this Facebook status and it was like, what are you giving your power to or or what are you not in alignment with or whatever? And I kind of, I, I really sat with it and I was like, I don't really know. I'm not really giving my power away to anybody, but kind of the opposite of like, I was withholding my own power. I was withholding my own passions because I didn't want to outshine anybody else. And she asked me, and I literally started crying because she asked me, she was like, is it righteous to give others half of yourself? Is it righteous to only give pieces and not showing up fully and being who you are? And I was like, okay, dang, you didn't have to at me like that. <laughs> but like, I'm tearing up now. But like, honestly, is it righteous for you to withhold your gifts? Like, is it is it good? Is it healthy? Is it joyful for you to not pursue those passions and those interests? And is it sacrilegious to withhold what God created you for? Or is it is it sacrilegious to withhold what you have this burning desire for in your heart in the name of God? And that's where I think so often, like, I'm doing this for the Lord. Like, hmm. You know, like just because you can knit sweaters doesn't mean you have to knit sweaters for the church members. Like you can also knit sweaters for the poor or you can knit sweaters to sell in your business, which helps better your family and inadvertently helps other people through your kind actions with that money you make. Like, I was going to say also, you don't have to make money with your passion. No. But if you do, that's also okay. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Either way you go with that. But to kind of sum this up for sake of us saying we're keeping these episodes to around 15 minutes, uh, passion and pleasure or things that bring you joy so long as they're following your highest good. Yes, sure. (laughs) We can say that. You want to call it the Ten Commandments. You want to call it your highest good. I don't care what you call it. As long as it isn't harming someone or yourself. Yeah. Or or I guess objectifying another human, which is not of God, uh, whatever is bringing you joy, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, like, you know, you start looking at all those things, uh, then that is in essence a gift and a purpose and a reason for doing. And I think so often we are convinced like you in fashion that, oh, that's just vanity. You shouldn't pursue something like that because that's just vain. No, you can use it for good. Like it doesn't have to be vain. Sin is a corruption of good, and so everything at its root has goodness and wholeness to it. If you dig back to find that music, oh, if you're not singing a worship song, if you're not singing uh, Fancy Jesus Loves Me on Sunday mornings, invoking and like trying to invoke these emotions in people, then you're not, well, no, I'm invoking those same emotions to people who don't even understand what those emotions are or who are trying to grasp it or who want to just, it doesn't even have to explore, it doesn't even have to show Christ directly. I, I'm invoking emotions that were put in them by God. So that's okay too. Like all these things can point back to God. So use your gifts and what brings you joy. And when you're operating in your joy, you're operating in the Great Commission in, in and of itself. So that's what we have for you. We're at 18 minutes, but I have a feeling whenever I cut out some of the silent bits, 
then it'll shrink down. So, and we had to tell people why we were shrinking. Yes, yes. Anyway, this this episode doesn't count. Oh, this one, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then a last little thing I want to add is, hey, we're approaching three years of this show. As a matter of fact, when this airs tomorrow is the first, right? First of February. Yeah. So this comes out on the first of February, and we started at the end of February. Mm-hmm. So this is our birth month. We are almost three years old. So Nux, yeah. And those of you who have hung out with us for any significant amount of time, thank you so much for constantly listening. And those of you who are new, uh, here's to another three. So be brave. Be bold. And be reckless. We'll We'll talk talk soon. soon. You remember when we didn't know who was supposed to say what line there? Yes. That was fun. (laughs)